Pulp MX Network Production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Keeper Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Keeper Tested. Here he is, Chris Keeper. Hey, motorcycle enthusiasts, welcome in. Thank you for joining me. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast, presented by Fly Racing and Racetech, where we test everything dirt bike related. Parts, accessories, gear, even the damn dirt bikes themselves. We do it right here on this talk show. It's a fun one. I'm glad you guys joined us. It's 2020. It's our second episode of the year. I'm excited. This will be a good episode. But first things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the place to go to get all of that stuff. Thank you guys for shopping there. If you guys do want to shop over there, please, new to 2020, Go to keyforinktesting.com and click on the Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner. It's all over the place. It's on the home page. It's on the bike testing page. It's on the gear testing page. You'll find it. It's in white. Very easy to do. Just simply click on that, and that'll direct you to the Rocky Mountain website, and then you continue to do your shopping. And what that does, it shows Rocky Mountain that this podcast is working. We're not full of shit, and you guys out there will help keep this sucker moving smoothly on the track. So... Thank you guys for trusting me, and thank you guys for shopping over at RockyMountainATVMC.com. Of course, Fly Racing. Rocky Mountain has that, too. You guys want to get some gear? It's a little bit cold outside, so Fly Racing has a lot of snowmobile gear, warm weather gear if you're a trail rider. Head over to FlyRacing.com, choose your poison, and then, of course, go shop over at Rocky Mountain. Fly Racing has been a big supporter of my podcast since this thing started. And, of course, I wouldn't be wearing the stuff if it wasn't good. So thank you, FlyRacing.com, for staying on board for 2020. And another advertiser that's here, don't forget, Racetech, Racetech.com. You want some engine services? You need your suspension done? Head over to Racetech.com, and they can serve you up. If you guys are looking for a little bit of a discount, you got to want to send your stuff over there, hit me up, Chris, at KeyForInkTesting.com, and I will help you guys out. We are actually doing a KX250 project right now. Andrew over there is doing the head on our KX250 as well as Rob is doing our suspension. So excited to see the power gains and the extra comfort that we hope to get out of the KX250. So stay tuned for that podcast. And also stay tuned for a podcast with Rob over at Racetech where we just talk about suspension. So if you guys have some suspension questions... Email them over to me, and I will get those up on the podcast, and we and me and Rob can like BS about that stuff as well. So um, that'll be coming up in February, so looking forward to that. And, of course, if you guys have any show ideas, I'm all ears. Look, I test a lot. I ride a lot of dirt bikes, and sometimes my ideas get stale. So I'm not the end-all, be-all of, you know, of, of, of ideas. So hit me up on my email. Give me some ideas. I've had... Some people actually give me some really cool subject lines, so 
Um, I'm happy to listen, and thank you guys for all the emails that I have gotten over the past few weeks over on vacation as well. So it's been good to read. And, of course, I will always try to get back to you guys as soon as I can. If you don't hear from me in a few days, maybe resend your email just so I can uh, make sure that I am on top of my stuff over here. Sometimes when I am out riding or I have a lot of stuff going on, it might take me a couple days, but rest assured, I will for sure try to get back to you guys. That's our mission statement over here at Kiefer Inc. Testing. We're here to help you guys and try to guide you in the right direction so you spend your money wisely. God knows shit ain't cheap nowadays, so hopefully uh, our guidance will help you spend that money in the right direction and no one will bitch at you for spending that money. So, all right, we're back again for another episode. I've been getting a lot of responses about these top fives that I've been doing over on KieferInkTesting.com. And a lot of these people want this in a podcast format, so we will be doing that for 2020. As you guys know, if you guys have any issues and you guys are listening to this podcast and you want to reference that to anything, just head over to the website and click on the top five or top seven in the KTM 450's case, and you can read all about it as well. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about the 2020 YZ450F, the YZ250F, and the KTM 450 SXF. These are the top five mods in no particular order. So I get these questions as well. Which one should I do first? There's not something that I would recommend on any of these bikes that you should do first. These are all equally as important to me, and these are why we call them the top mods. As you guys know, stock bikes nowadays are very, very good. These are just suggestions of things that I would do if I was purchasing purchasing my own bike, okay? This is not to say that once you get this bike, this bike needs this ASAP. So I understand you guys saying, hey, man, I bought a $10,000 motorcycle and I got to buy another $2,500 worth of shit. No, but if you are in the market to do so, here are some suggestions to lead you in the right direction. So just know that. I get a lot of people going, that's bullshit, Kiefer, man. I already bought this bike, and it's 10000 bucks, and I got to get all these parts. No, dude. It's if you want to. If you're happy with what you got, good. Ride it. Stop complaining. Stop bitching. Stop yelling at me, and just go ride your dirt bike and have fun. It's easy. So I would say most of these bikes nowadays do not need very much, if anything at all. So... Here's some top five suggestions, I guess I should say, if you want to do stuff to your Yamahas or your KTM. So let's start with the easy one because I am most familiar with this 2020 YZ450F. Why? Because on my own time, I do ride this bike the most because it is my favorite bike to ride for 2020. On my Christmas vacation, I took two weeks off, and my goal was in those two weeks was just to ride dirt bikes, have fun with Aiden, Spend some time with the family and not type or talk or do any work-related things. So it's hard to shut my brain off, my testing brain, I should say. So I tried to do this with this bike over the two weeks, and these are the things that actually I ended up messing with. Of course, you know, poor Heather. Like I tell her I need a vacation, then I'm about two days in, and I'm like, I'm bored. I got to do something. So, of course, I start slapping parts on, taking parts off of this bike, and seeing which which one works, if at all, and uh, what direction I wanted to go in. So the top five mods for me on this YZ450F, we'll start with a muffler. Look, I start with mufflers because 
I know that's one of the things that you guys out there look to get right away once you get a new bike. There's not a lot of you that stick with a stock muffler. I'm okay with the YZ450F and its stock muffler. The stock muffler is probably the best muffler that you'll ever find on this bike. You can go buy this FMF 4.1 that I'm about to talk about, but you're going to lose a little bit of bottom end. You're going to gain some in the mid-range, but overall power, stock is best. It, I was taught this a long time ago from Ed Scheidler. He was a Yamaha R&D te- technician who kind of got my start in this business. And every morning I remember him saying to me, hey, Kiefer, stock's best and don't sit on the ice chest. Those are the two things he always told me. Don't sit on my ice chest and stock is best. I didn't really believe Ed at the time, but when it comes to this muffler, stock is best. But if you guys are looking to lose weight, add a little bit of mid-range and um, a little bit of a smoother roll-on power, if this Yamaha YZ450F is a little bit too touchy out of corners, going to the FMF 4.1 complete system will help. Before you email me, hey, Kiefer, will a slip-on be you know, sufficient enough. Yes. If you want to keep intact the most bottom end and lose, I don't know, just over a pound, slip on 4.1 FMF is very good. The Yamaha likes back pressure, okay? So I leave the spark arrestor insert in for a little bit more back pressure, which will keep some bottom in and take a little bit of top in away, which I don't mind because this bike has plenty of it, right? So just short shift. That's the beauty of this engine. As you can, short shift this machine or just simply run this bike in third gear. Yes, other 450s in its class can run third gear, but it takes a little bit of clutch work. On this YZ450F, I basically can run third gear, stock gearing, in corners, be lazy, and my lap times are much better. So if you guys are trying to ride in second gear on this bike, do yourself a favor. Try third gear. Just try it. One day... Go in knowing, hey, I'm going to go ride this track right now in third gear to see what it's like. And I bet you your chassis will thank you, your arms will thank you, your lap times will thank you. So doing this um, with this bike, to me, adding this 4.1 FMF system, it just smoothed out my low end a little bit. It broadened my mid-range, and it just allowed me to keep running third gear in corners. So um, I'm glad and I'm happy that to lose weight— I'm not a big, huge believer in, you know, the less weight, the better the bike. With with weight comes stability, so I don't mind a little bit of weight. This YZ450F isn't the heaviest in class, so dropping a couple pounds isn't crucial to me, but it is nice. So, um, And, of course, FMF products, they do look really good. That blue anodizing on this blue bike, blue bike looks very sexy. In my after dark voice, all right, looks very sexy. You know what? I could actually probably sell some FMF products through After Dark. That'd be really cool with my sexy voice, my deep voice. Ooh. All right, I'm getting off topic here. But 4.1 FMF will drop you a couple pounds for the complete system, smooth out that bottom end, and broaden the mid range. So that is one of my top five, just simply because I know you guys love aftermarket mufflers. Um, for me, another version, if you guys are looking for another version, the, the Pro Circuit Tie 6 Pro is also just as good as the FMF. It has the same character. Maybe will give you a little bit more top end 
than the FMF, but this pipe is also very good. As you guys are following my Instagram, you guys see me running the Pro Circuit pipe a lot. I do like that a lot. The reason why I go the Tie 6 Pro is because it is a smaller outlet near its core, and it obviously provides uh, a quieter sound, but also more back pressure, which keeps that bottom in. So I like that. So Pro Circuit Tie 6 Pro isn't as light as an FMF 4.1. Uh, it's only a few ounces heavier, but nonetheless, I do like both of these sims these systems for the spike. Again, same kind of power character, so not a lot of differences between the two there. Um, my next choice would be just going to some Sycra Powerflow shrouds. The Powerflow shrouds are a little bit narrower. They ride a little bit lower. To me, they look a little bit better, and if you're visually jacked up over this thickness of the YZ450F, look no further than the Sycra Powerflow Shrouds. You don't have to go get the whole kit if you don't want to. Look, I just simply got the shrouds, and to me, it feels a little bit narrower. How much narrower is it? It's only by a few millimeters, but visually, it looks like a lot. So Sycra Powerflow Shrouds. It gives you a little bit more airflow, which we're going to talk about the airbox here in a little bit, but it'll push a little bit more airflow through that airbox and direct that. It'll channel the air through there a little bit better and direct that into the airbox um, more thorough. So, of course, you will, with this um, airbox model I'm going to talk to you about, will get you almost a full horsepower out of this bike, which is awesome. So think about this. All of these things that I'm talking about mates up with that muffler. Stock bike, right? A little bit of touchy, a little bit hard to handle out of corners. You put a TP 3.0 map in it, it gets a little bit better. You add this muffler, it gets a little bit smoother. And then you add the Powerflow shrouds and, of course, the Twin Air Powerflow kit, which is an air, it's, it's an air box mod. So you're getting an air filter, right? And then you're getting an aluminum cage that removes the backfire screen. The ceiling on the stock flat little toast looking filter isn't the greatest it doesn't seal that well so going to a twin air filter seals much better right then and there but when you add this cage aka twin air power flow kit you'll get some more bottom in because now you have direct flow and it's not getting interrupted by some backfire screen the downside of this is you guys got to pay attention okay when you take your dirty air filter out there's going to be no screen there to protect the dirt particles from going down to your intake boot, to your throttle body. So, a couple things here, okay? I wasn't on board with this at first because I was like, man, I'm kind of like lazy or me and Aiden are talking and I'm ripping an air filter out and I'm not paying attention. I got my head up my ass and then some dirt falls in and I don't see it. And now I got that dirt inside my engine. So, slow down. Have your wife not talk to you. Have your kid chill out. If you're listening to music, focus in. You can take the shrouds off, and that way the air filter does not scrape against the shrouds as you pull it out, and that dirt will not fall down in there. That is kind of a, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass to do, but that will prevent you guys out there from getting any dirt down inside. Second thing is, if you happen to get dirt inside of that air boot, do not open your throttle. You can simply get a little shop vac with a small end on it and suck the dirt out. Put that down your, your air boot and your, your intake and suck the dirt out. 
and then you should be good to go. Just as long as you don't open that throttle, it's not going to fall through the throttle body and get sucked in your engine. So, yes, the Twin Air PowerFlow kit does take a little bit more care and a little bit more time, but I'm telling you guys, it does work very well. It seals better. You'll get less dirt passed through your filter, and to me, it's just an all-around better kit. You're adding horsepower, and you're getting a better seal. So what more do you want? All right? It's easy to do. Um, of course, we talked about the ECU mapping. That's another thing. Go to TP3.0, or you can go. There's another map that I have up on my website right now. It's a Kiefer map that I actually like. So if you end up going to an aftermarket muffler and you're like, ah, Kiefer, it's a little bit too mellow, go to my map. It'll wake that back up a little bit and get you some more recovery if you're in the wrong gear and you fan the clutch my map will get you back up in the rpm range quicker so i like that map for early morning motos and then i go to to travis's map later in the day when the tracks go to shit so you east coasters out there you might like my map a little bit more because it'll have more hit um but if your track does get jacked up and ruddy and deep and later in the day and you're still there Try the TP 3.0. Those maps are up on my site. Just simply click on YZ450F, and all of that is right there. Okay, suspension settings. Man, this is a tricky one for me. The stock suspension on this thing is amazing. I'm 172 pounds. I float anywhere between 165 and 174. Um, Summertime, I, I end up shedding a lot of weight, but for me... And a lot of other guys, I've had some of my test riders that are up near 200 pounds. This stock stuff is really good. Now, if you're 185, you're going up to 200 pounds, and you're like, man, it's a little bit soft in the fork, a little bit of divey. Chris, I've cranked my compression up. What do I do? So I've been out a couple times with the guys from Enzo. Um, I'm working on some stuff with Racetech as well, but... Um, I've been out with Enzo a couple times trying to get a setting that's better, a fork setting that's better than the stock one as far as comfort. Look it, I'm 42 years old. I still ride fairly fast and I like to push, but I want comfort out of my fork. If it's a little bit divey, I'm okay with it as long as I have some comfort. The stock stuff provides me with all of that. I don't really have a lot of complaints besides, yeah, maybe it's a little bit too soft and I would like a little bit more dampening when I'm pushing into larger jumps or when the bumps get bigger out here. So I went through a couple things and decided, man, I haven't found a valving setting that's better than stock, that provides me with more comfort and I'm happy with. So I end up stumbling across uh, a setting that incorporates all of the stock valving, stock spring, and all I'm doing is adding 5 cc's of oil to the fork. This helped me um, get the fork up a little bit on D-cell. It kept the comfort, and it was just enough to where I'm like, wow, it was a big change for me on the track where I can felt like I could push harder and drive through bumps better with just five cc's of oil. It's not a huge deal. So if you guys are rebuilding your fork, ask your suspension guy or go to Race Tech. And say, hey man, I listen to key for stuff. I want new bushings, new seals, and just put plus five cc's of oil from the stock uh, level. It's that simple. I kept the shock stock. I ran about 104 to 105 millimeters of sag, and that setting right there provides me with the most comfort, the most balance, 
Um, I guess I forgot to add, I run five millimeters of fork height. And that right there, man, this is a fun bike to ride. This is why I go to this bike. It's easy to ride. It's comfortable. I can push. Yes, it is a little bit heavier. Yes, it may seem a little bit wider, but there is some things you can do. And once you ride this bike uh, a longer period of time, you get used to it. You don't notice the width. You don't notice a little bit of heavy. It's stable. It corners well. And it's, uh, it's a very easy bike to just maneuver and ride fast. So um, last mod here that I really like. You guys know what I'm talking about. MX3S front tire. Praise little baby Yoda because it's back. Yes, it's available. You're going to have to scour. Go to Rocky Mountain. I'm pretty sure they have those in stock. Again, if you guys are going to purchase, go to my website. Click on the Rocky Mountain banner. And then go get yourself a Dunlop MX3S front tire. It's good. I don't know what Travis is talking about. He's tripping balls. 33 is a heavier tire. You don't have as much lean angle grip. I'm out. I like a 3S. And if I wasn't going to 3S, I'd go to MX-53. And if I wasn't going to MX-53, I'd go to Pirelli MX-32. Those are my three go-tos. But first things first, MX-3S tire, soft to intermediate terrain. You can get all that stuff over at Rocky Mountain. But it just gets that Yamaha laid over easier. I have more front-end connection. And I just feel more of the ground with this tire. Yes, you will not be able to ride with that a very long time. Again, we've talked about tires in the past. What do you want? You want performance? You want durability? You can't get both. Very tough to do. MX3S will not last as long as a 33. They will chunk after about 8 to 10 hours of my ride time. That doesn't mean that we'll do it on your ride time. But sometimes on the West Coast, it gets baked. I use 3S, and they do chunk. But I have performance for those 10 hours. I want front-end traction. I'm a front-end steering guy, so a Dunlop MX3S front tire is fine. 33s are fine in the rear for me. I don't bitch too much about a 33 rear, but um, Dunlop is not making the MX3S rear right now. So we are SOL when it comes to a 33, so I will go to that rear tire without an issue, not a problem. Okay, moving on to the YZ250F. We will not talk about Will Hahn in this podcast, but... We will talk about Michael Allen. He is my test guy. He is basically in charge of this 2020 YZ250F. He is a hybrid type of rider. So if you guys are listening and you like to ride moto and off-road, these are his top five incorporated with mine as well. YZ250F character, of course, as you guys know, very, very good. Great amount of torque. The best torque in class. It doesn't rev quite as far as a KX250, KTM, Husky, or... You guys know what I'm going to say. Honda CRF250R. And so to improve on some of these things that the YZ250F is lacking, some of it is durability and some of it is a little bit of a performance. I feel like Michael doesn't need that much more engine. So we're going to try an engine package at a later time. But these top five mods are just for um, some durability and a little bit more feel on the throttle. So, of course... ECU settings, the easiest thing to do on these Yamahas. The Yamaha Power Tuner, Tuner app is amazing. It's easy to use. I'm a dumbass, and I can use it. So I know you guys can too. Just make sure if you buy a Yamaha, I've heard of this a few times, some dealerships are letting these Yamahas go into the back of the trucks without the CCU on the bike. So before you take your new bike, 
make sure you take the left side panel off and make sure your CCU is attached to the bike because you will not be able to use the Yamaha Power Tuner tool unless your CCU unit is on there. So make sure that thing is on there. Um, the ECU free feeling map, that is my map that I created when we got this sucker, is great. It has a lot of engine braking stock. So going to this free feeling map that's up on keferingtesting.com will help loosen that engine, give you less front end dive, and actually make this YZ250F pull a little bit longer mid-range to top end and over rev. You lose a little bit of bottom end, but that's okay because this thing can afford some of that and transfer that over to a freer feeling up the mid to top. So I like this map. This is a standard map that I use everywhere everywhere around here. Sand, tight tracks, clay-based tracks. So um, from what I've heard, a lot of guys are using this map as well. So um, go to the ECU settings on my site, YZ250F, and look up the free feeling map. Again, big fans of FMF 4.1 system. Yes, you want to keep the bottom in, just simply go to the slip, the slip on. That's all we've done to this bike. We didn't go to the full system. Save yourself some money. Just get the 4.1 slip on system, and that will keep intact that bottom end. Yes, you can leave that insert spark rester insert in. That'll create some back pressure. Once again, Yamahas do like this back pressure. And uh, just getting to this simple slip on mod will add some mid range and top end. And also not take away very, very much of that that bottom end that we all love out there about this bike. This is why this bike sells so well, because of its sheer torque feel on the track. Very fun to ride, very exciting, and uh, you'll lose some weight with this 4.1 system. So Michael seems to like it for off-road as well. Um, for you guys wondering as well, <laughs> that stock system is horrendous. It sounds like ass. I do not like the stock muffler on this bike. For some reason, the 250F sounds like trash. The 450 sounds really good, the stock system, but the 250F muffler just sounds like dog crap. So going to a FMF 4.1 system will help that sound as well as lose some weight and transfer some of that engine character around. Michael loves the Works Connection Titan skid plate. It's a plastic skid plate that wraps around underneath the frame rails and the water pump. It protects all of that. When he decides, hey, I'm going to go do some off-road riding, and he slams into some rocks. He's not busting off a water pump or slamming his frame rails and, and screwing up the bike all to hell. So having a plastic skid plate is important. Um, if you guys are looking to get a skid plate, I'm not a huge fan of aluminum skid plates because they don't glide as well, and they can change the chassis character uh, under load. If you're under load hitting bumps and you have an aluminum skid plate, even with rubber-mounted bolts, okay, it still can affect the way the chassis flexes when you're under load. That aluminum skid plate doesn't affect as much when you're off-throttle because your frame will kind of relax. But anything under load, under throttle, when it's binding, your engine is, is high revving, that chassis is flexing and binding up. And then having something else bolted to it is screwing with um, whatever the Yamaha R&D guys, you know, the engineers out there, that how they wanted it to flex. So Works Connection did a good job of providing both. Some of you off-road diehards want aluminum because you guys beat the shit out of your bikes. Us West Coasters out here, we're not that gnarly of uh, rock goers. 
we do have those here. But Michael Allen is more of a GP type of guy. So he went with the plastic skid plate to much of my approval. And that works connection piece is awesome because it's a two-in-one um, skid plate as well as water pump cover. So very cool. Uh, firepower battery. Yamaha does have a weakness in the YZ250F. For some reason, I haven't had many on the YZ450F. The YZ250F batteries will die. We have had two batteries die on us uh, over the past year and a half. So simply going to a firepower battery, you'll lose a little bit of weight. It's only a couple ounces, but your bike will fire up. You won't have a dead battery. You won't be stranded. So go to firepowerparts.com, look it up. And uh, if you guys have a question, sometimes the part numbers aren't there. If you guys are having trouble finding the YZ250F part number, just email me and I will get that over to you. I'm pretty sure it's 490-2531 is the Firepower part number. And you guys can go uh, order yourself a Firepower battery and uh, live your life very happy because your bike will actually start. Um, again, Works Connection. I'm a big fan of Works Connection and Eric. Eric is one of the nicest humans in our industry. And he just so happens to make badass products. So... What else is better than a Works Connection Elite Clutch Perch? You get a lighter pull. Your engagement is a little bit longer. Um, honestly, I'll, I'll talk a little bit of shit. I'm not a huge fan of the lever shape. Michael Allen is. He likes that more of a square shape. I like a little bit more of a rounded edge. But nonetheless, they have different color levers. They have different color perches. And the perch works bitchin'. It's easier to... Um, Adjust your clutch in the air with this Works Connection perch. Unlike the stock Yamaha one, when it's kind of a pain in the ass and difficult, especially when it gets a little bit used and older, it's hard to turn that clutch adjuster wheel on the stock perch. The Works Connection, man, it's it's easy. You wash it, you can simply grease the threads a little bit when it gets a little bit used, and boom, you're right back in business. And, of course, it looks way cooler than that stock one does. And what I like... Probably most importantly, when I do starts, I hate a short engagement. And even going through corners, when you have a short engagement point on your lever, it could really screw up your mid-corner. Because if you're trying to fan the clutch or you have your finger on the clutch a little bit and that engagement point is really super short, you get a jerky feel. So if you guys ever wonder what that jerky feeling is, it could be your engagement is very narrow. Having the leverage ratio that the Works Connection Elite Perch has gives you a longer leverage ratio, and it actually makes the clutch more linear feeling. So I like that in a clutch. I like to have a linear feel, so it gives you more rear wheel traction. You have more connection from the throttle to the rear wheel by simply going to a different clutch perch because of a leverage ratio. Yes, some of you guys may not understand that, but little things do add up and can create a better you know, a simple <laughs> a simple clutch perch can give you some more rear wheel traction. It's it's crazy. Like I just thought about that. Like I bet you most of you guys know uh, most of you guys listening to this, you guys thought, hey, I'm gonna go buy a clutch perch. It's gonna affect my rear wheel traction. You'd be like, Yeah, you're full of shit. But it actually does. So um, check out worksconnection.com, elite clutch perch, and of course the Titan skid plate. Those are the five things that Michael Allen really enjoys. I added those a couple other things like the firepower battery and the 4.1 system. If you guys are looking for handlebars on the YZ450F, 250F, again, I'm a fan of the stock bar. 
It doesn't have the flex as a Pro Taper Evo bar, but I like the bend. So if you like that bend and you just want a little bit more flex, go to a Pro Taper Evo SX Race Bend. Uh, I actually like the Renthal Half Waffle Medium or Soft Grips. I know we talk about maybe not uh, mix-matching things, but man, I love me some Renthal Grips. Renthal really knows how to make great grips, so I end up running Renthal Soft on my uh, Pro Taper Bar, so... Uh, sorry about that, but that's how I roll. So, uh, so yeah, you go to uh, protaper.com and you guys can uh, choose mini bends over there. There's all different types, types, but my favorite bend on, on most of these bikes, and we'll talk about the KTM in a minute, is an SX Race Bend. Hey, everybody, it's commercial time in 2020. We got some new commercials. We added a few funny ones, so please stay tuned, listen to them, support our advertisers. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening. All-American Chevrolet in Killeen, Texas is a proud supporter of Kiefer, Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Kiefer, Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Killeen. Chevy, find new roads. Are you an older guy? You still like to go racing like me? And you want longer motos? Go to OregonOldTimers.com. No, they just don't go to Oregon and race. They go to Arizona, Glen Helen, Mesquite, Montana, Hangtown, Washougal, even British Columbia. I'm going to hit up two or three of these suckers next year. Ride. Bring your kids. They have a support class. It's a great time. I'm going to be there. Go camping. It's a good vibe. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. If you have any questions, hit me up, Chris at Kieferink Testing, and I will help you out. See you guys there. Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike, Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain. And uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils. And uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check the legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. ScreenPrintingDone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, Hoodies, hats, 
different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at chris at keferinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The Race Cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink Testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. We're back with the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting these guys. Much appreciated. Let's talk about some KTMs, shall we? All right, moving on to the Orange Brigade 2020 KTM 450 SXF. Boy, man, this is uh, this is a tough one for me. I love this bike a lot. It's one of my favorite bikes to ride. It's lightweight. It has a great power delivery. It's not as fast off-bottom as the YZ450F, but, man, it's easy to ride. It has a lot of connection. I like the way it corners. I'm not a huge fan of the air fork, but, man, I enjoy a lot of aspects about a KTM 450SXF. These top five things are a little bit more expensive. So if you're about to get pissed off at me, I get it. I understand. It's a lot of money. But, man, these things actually work and change the way the KTM feels for the better. So you're going to have to bear with me on the pricing because I know it's expensive. It's not going to be as cheap as the Yamaha. But... In a world of different machines, some modifications are a little bit more expensive than the other. The Yamaha, to me, comes really good stock. I know KTM claims race-ready, but I don't think, at my level, the KTM 450 is race-ready. I would say, for 80% of the guys out there, yes, it is race-ready. It's a great bike. And honestly, I hear a lot of bullshit about how unreliable a KTM is. That's false. 
Dude, my KTM test bikes in the last two years have been solid. Just as solid as my Yamaha. So KTM 450 SXF has great reliability. But if you want to add some of these here, just stand by and listen. Because each one of these make a huge difference on the spikes. So let's start with the Vortex ECU. Yes, Kiefer, $800 to $1,000 for ECU with maps. Expensive. Jamie at Twisted Development is a wizard with a Vortex ECU on a KTM 450SXF. If you guys did nothing besides two things on this bike, I'm going to fill you in. If you did nothing to this bike, just get a Vortex ECU and an FMF 4.1 system and live your life happily. Yes, your air fork will still be there, but that thing isn't that bad. It's not that bad. It does have some comfort. It just changes throughout the day. So what does a Vortex ECU do? You already got, you know, a broad power. I just said, hey, the stock power is great. So you're going to get a little bit more excitement down low, but you're going to get increased rear wheel connection. That's very hard to do in our world, guys. It's hard to increase power and get more rear wheel traction. That's tough. But with this Vortex ECU and Jamie's maps, this is what this thing does. It's deceiving how good this engine is. I don't know how many several times I've been at Glen Helen with this bike and have gone up the hill, and there'll be manufacturers that'll be on top of the other hill on the other side watching me ride, and they'll be like, dude, that bike got from the bottom of the hill to the top so quick, and I didn't even have a wheelie. The Yamaha goes up it fast, but I have to fan the clutch to keep the front end down. The KTM just drives up with not an issue with this Vortex ECU. So... If you guys are looking for a little bit more horsepower, a cleaner FI setting, and just a broader, overall, more exciting KTM 450SXF, Vortex ECU, call Jamie at Twisted Development, tell him I sent you, and tell him you want the maps that I had in my um, World Vet race bike. That thing, dude, I pulled whole shot on Michael Lessey. That's what I'm saying here, okay? So... This Vortex ECU is the best modification you can do to this KTM. And I know I'm, at the top of this show, I said, hey, man, these, thing aren't, these mods aren't ranked. Uh, okay, I'm just going to call bullshit on myself a little bit for this bike because this Vortex ECU mod is wonderful. I had a lot of guys email me about it and, has gone, and have gone through Jamie and have been very pleased with it. So... Vortex ECU, a little bit expensive, but really changes the way your engine is and will make you a happier KTM rider. A little less expensive, that'll help your chassis and your connection and your shock. The works connection or ride engineering axle blocks. The ride engineering comes with axle blocks and axle, where the works connection pieces just come with the axle blocks themselves. Both do the exact same thing, okay? So whichever one you decide with, you will get the same effect. And what that effect is, it'll free up your rear end a little bit. The KTM comes with more of a dead-feeling shock, which I like. I approve of that. But sometimes it can get harsh in the rear end under load, especially when you're coming out of a rut, you have a long rut, and then you have these square edges inside of those things. With that fixed axle block on the left side, it forces some rigidity and doesn't allow flex when under load. We talked about that with skip plates earlier. Same thing with this fixed piece. I tried to get the explanation on why they do this. I haven't really got a straight answer yet, guys. So, hey, 
The saga continues. I'm going to try to keep pressing it. And if I ever see the KTM or Husqvarna president, I'm like, look, bro, why are you guys fixing this axle block? I don't, I don't understand it. It's easy. Just free it up and you'll be good. But Works Connection and Ride Engineering have addressed this problem. The factory teams over at KTM do it. So I don't understand why KTM doesn't do it for production motorcycles. But it's an easy fix, not that expensive, and you'll get a little bit more real attraction and less harshness through your shock. This little mod will actually make your shock feel a little bit freer. So, surprisingly enough, you will be able to stiffen up your shock a little bit more because it might feel like your shock is a little bit softer. That's how huge of a difference these pieces are to the bike. All right, moving on. Something simple, something easy. Go buy yourself a Honda 450 rear brake pedal spring. Put it on the KTM because the one on the KTM sucks. I break them every two hours. It's horrible. I understand why they're like that. But, man, I don't know if it's a vibration or just putting the pressure on the spring itself. But the stock KTM rear brake pedal springs break. Chances are if you look down at your rear brake pedal right now, you don't have a spring. So the Honda 450 lasts longer. It comes with a little rubber. I call it a little condom. looks like I have a little condom around the spring, and those things will not break. They don't screw with you, and then you'll have some return spring on your brake pedal. Easy peasy. I hate the bars on the KTM. I've been very vocal about this. The neck end handlebars suck. They're rigid. They vibrate. I'm out. Guess what? Pro Taper. ProTaper.com. Handlebars. You can go to a Evo or a Fusion. Whatever you are, a Fusion is a crossbar. Evo is crossbar less. Less vibration, more flex. SX race. You will not have to cut. They're 800 millimeters. If you guys are more of a KTM, Husqvarna, Bend, those things are at 811 millimeters. Cut your bars to 804 on that bend. That's a little flatter bend. It's a lower bend. You guys can go to keyforingtesting.com. I have a whole thing about handlebar bends and which handlebar bend to run on each bike. Go there. Don't email me. It's all right there. You'll be good. So, again, for a flatter, lower bar, 804. For a little bit taller bar, like an SX Race, which is about an 87 millimeter height, and I think fairly certain that a Carmichael band is like a 78 millimeter height, you will want to cut the Carmichael Husqvarna band down to 804 millimeters. The SX Race band is 800 millimeters, and you will not have to cut. You leave it, bolt it on, and ride with it. I mentioned the 4.1 FMF system. KTM R&D in Austria and FMF have teamed up. They dynoed their pipes, they've tested their bike, tested their pipes in Austria, they've mapped their bikes with this FMF 4.1. So if you're a stock ignition guy and you want a pipe, don't don't worry about it. FMF and Austria have teamed up and they have set that ECU setting so you will not have to remap your bike by simply putting on an FMF 4.1. What you will get in an FMF 4.1 not only is less weight, this bike, unlike the Yamaha, you will not need to put the insert in. I leave the insert out. You're going to get more bottom end, more mid-range, and more top end. You'll get a little less over-rev, but this pipe is exceptional for this bike. There's not another pipe for the KTM that can match this FMF 4.1. It is the best. I've tried a Yosh. I've tried a Pro Circuit. And those two other pipes can't match this 4.1 on the KTM. When you have a manufacturer that works closely with 
a muffler company, chances are very high that that muffler will be exceptional for that brand of bike. So KTM works closely with the 450 and FMF, and that thing is the best. So fmfracing.com for that muffler. Or, of course, you guys go to Rocky Mountain. Last but not least, I know a lot of you guys are asking me about this. The Enzo WP to KYB conversion. You guys have been on keyforingtesting.com. You guys have seen my cone valve tracks review. I still like that a lot, but you guys are looking for a less expensive option. What do I do? I need to get out of my air fork. I want a spring fork. Where am I going? Okay. Well, now Enzo has this WP to KYB conversion kit. It's simply they drop in the KYB AOS dampening system right into your WP fork leg, and you now have KYB inserts inside your WP outers. I was very intrigued by this. I wanted to try it because I wanted some more front-end traction, and I wanted just to get my comfort up, and I didn't want to have to screw with my fork when I'm out riding for four to five hours. The track is changing. Air fork's changing. It's like hitting a moving target. I'm out. I don't want to do it. I just want to have plushness. I want to have some comfort. Spring fork is the way to go. And, of course, why not go to a KYB fork? The best fork in the business. KYB and the Yamaha has the best fork. Now, this isn't the SSS system that's in the Yamaha. It's an AOS system. So just know that. You can go to keyforinktesting.com, and you can read about it on the top seven mods for the KTM 450 SXF. It explains more of that, and you can read about it. But what you're going to get with this system, and it's about 1800 bucks versus you know 2500 bucks and up for a cone valve system. People say, hey, what's the difference? What am I doing? Which way should I go? Look at the comfort that you're going to get from this KYB inserts. You're going to have a little bit more movement. It's going to be freer feeling than a cone valve fork. A cone valve is a little bit of a firmer feel. Of course, you guys can valve it and do what you want with it, but... From what I've compared and what the what's the valving that I have on my bike, it basically comes from WP. So the Enzo valving moves a little bit more. I have a little bit more front-end traction, and it has a freer feel. Compared to the AER system, there is no comparison. I have way more front-end traction, more lean-angle traction, and I could feel the ground more simply with this KYB inserts. If I was wanting to save... 800 to to $1,000, but yet I want to go to a spring fork, this is the route that I would go because I wouldn't have to screw with it. I got some added comfort, and then I could charge bumps harder and get more consistency with this KYB, WP KYB system. The cone valve fork is exceptional as well, but it has a different feel. That's what I really want to try to get across to you guys. The KYB system just moves more. It always has. You go to a Showa to a KYB, KYB moves more. You go from a WP to a KYB, the KYB just moves more. This is what you're going to get from your KTM. I ran a 5.0 spring rate on my KTM 450, and I needed to go a little stiffer. So going to a 5.1 spring with a little bit of a lighter valving, providing me with enough, enough comfort, better holdup, and just Overall, more confidence that I can have charging into deep square edge or just large or large bumps. There is no comparison. If I was a KTM guy and I was serious and I was racing, look, go to this conversion kit because you're gonna 
you're going to be a lot happier with the comfort and your bike is a whole different machine once you put this thing on. Sometimes if you guys are out there, if you guys are listening, you're on stock forks. Uh, when you first get to the track, it probably feels great. I don't really have any complaints. But as the day goes on, you might feel like your fork gets a little bit harsher of a feel. Or maybe you're like, Kiefer, man, I have a little bit of deflection or I get a little bit of head shake. Look, you got to be on top of your air settings. you got to be adjusting your air settings accordingly. And then even when you do that right, it's going to build pressure and get stiffer as the day goes on. No matter what you do, that's the nature of an air fork. You can put nitrogen in it, and it's, it's going to go up. Maybe not as much, but it still does. I want simplicity. I need something consistent. That is what dirt bikes is all about. If you want to go fast, you want to hit your marks, you want to learn how to corner, you want to do anything on a dirt bike, you need consistency. And for me, the WP to KYB conversion that Enzo does is that system. I like it. I'm going to try putting more time on it and really break down the little the little nuts and bolts of this system on the track versus the cone valve. Um, I know that I do prefer, when I go to a jumpier track, I do like a cone valve better because it just feels like a firmer feel and I have less movement. But when I'm on an outdoor track with a lot of bumps, not very many jumps, the KYB system just seems to work better and follow the ground more for me. Again, it's all in the valving as well. I could probably valve it much different on the cone valve and get as happy, but just the feeling that I have going from the valving that I have in the cone valve versus the valving that I have in the KYB inserts, the KYB inserts have a little bit more comfort. I have one of my test guys, Kenny Day, on the Husqvarna. We put that on the Husqvarna as well as the KTM, and he even noticed right away. He's like, dude, this is the best bike I've ridden when you put these forks on. I like the bike a lot with the air fork, but as soon as we put this on the bike, this KYB system, dude, instantly I could go faster. I could hit my corners better, and it just felt more at home for him because he could feel the ground more. So if you guys are looking into that, you can go to Enzo Racing's website. There's some more information on my site. But there's a lot of companies doing this, and I know I could uh, probably go to a lot, a lot of other companies, but Enzo has been around a long time. Ross is a great guy. Yoshi down there, he's a good dude. Um, and Racetech will tell you this as well. I've gone to Racetech. They have great settings, but they also they love Enzo as well. So they know they do great work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a Racetech versus Enzo versus Factory Connection and one other I haven't decided on yet and pick apart forks on two different models. So... If you guys are interested in that, tell me which two models you guys want me to do, and I'm going to get some extra forks and really pick apart these companies because I'm really I'm certain that Racetech is one of the best out there as far as getting you guys out there comfortable. Um, Racetech and Enzo have come a long way. They've been around one of the longest uh, in the business, and... Uh, for me, I just want to hear back from you guys and let me know which bikes you guys want to know about in the fork game. To me, a Yamaha is kind of out of the question because it has such a good fork. I'm looking more towards um, getting a fork that's not so good and trying to make it really good for you guys out there with different companies. So that's the next thing I'm going to do with this thing. But in the meantime, if you guys are looking to uh, switch to a spring fork and maybe not afford a cone valve, um, 
go look. Enzo Racing, WP to KYB conversion. They do good work, and uh, that stuff is amazing. So those are three bikes that we're talking about here on these top five show of the week. Uh, next week, we'll have another three, and we'll go over those. But top five mods. If you guys have any questions about this podcast or these parts, chris at keyforinktesting.com. I'm happy to help you guys out, steer in the right direction, no bullshit. Even though these advertisers are on this show, they're on here for a reason, because they're good. The products they offer is exceptional. Um, <laughs> funny story real quick before we get off here. I had a couple companies ask me to be on the show for 2020, and I politely turned them down because I simply didn't believe in the products that they were offering. I could go uh, make a lot more money if I was going to sell out and be like, yep, I'll take your money and uh, push your product, and it's a piece of shit. No, thank you. I'm out. I'll keep my integrity. That's all I have to offer you guys out there. And uh, basically, my customer service, I've been around testing a long time. I'm an average dude. I'm not your elite-level rider. I can relate to you guys out there. So hopefully uh, what we're doing at Kiefering Testing and this podcast and over at Pulp MX and over at RacerX will get you guys going and get you pumped on dirt bikes and get you going the right direction. So that's what we're about to do. So thank you guys for joining me. Please support my advertisers support this show. Click on the RockyMountainATVMC.com banner on my website. Go shopping. And, of course, we will be back next week with another episode. Have a little laughs. Have a little fun. A little information. That's what we do here at KeeferIncTesting.com. Thank you guys for joining me. See you next week.